Blog Talk Radio. Oh, my man. Yo, he clean right there. He so lean, so. That's what I'm talking about. Look at them shoes. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we were always classic. From chief of the tribe to pharaohs to kings. From New York Cotton Club to Alabama Juke Joint. From California Cruise into Carolina Ballroom. We've been distinguished gentlemen since the beginning of time. From the timepiece pocket watch to the paisley pattern designs in our pocket square. To the square toes of our footwear. We've been so fresh. So clean, like we baptized in the best thread, sewn to perfection. Galaxies on cufflinks, slacks with the crease, sharp like switchblade, straight up and down like six o'clock. When you see a brother freshly pressed, you know what time it is. Dress like we gotta make history, gotta make looking good, look good, look like new money. And sometimes you ain't gotta spend a lot of money to look like you got a lot of money. You just gotta coordinate. Like your button-up gotta match your belt, which match your shoes. Make sure your elegance is on fleek. Nah, forget that. Because if you got elegance, there's no need to be on fleek. Be unique. Because there's something about dressing up. Look like class. Smell like smooth body oil or polo cologne. Taste like filet mignon. Feel like funeral fresh, but we so alive. Give me five on the black hand side. Dap a brother up. We be so dapper. Especially after the after party. We party like we got gold in our pyramids. Because we dress like we got royalty in our projects. Because it ain't where you live. It's all about how you dress to make people ask. Where you live, cause you might catch a brother dressed like every day is Sunday morning. Cause it's something holy about putting on your best. The elders say, put on your best for God. So we gotta be bow tie, necktie, blazer, all God socks, vest. Like you wanna invest to impress the guy in you. And you can't worry about what nobody say. Cause you gotta know God looking down. Talking about that brother right there, shoulders clean. Now that's classic. And it's tragic that some men don't feel the essence of being a real man when you look fly. So if you ain't down with rocking a suit, then suit yourself. No, really, suit yourself. Get fitted like them ball caps. Get tailored. Know your measurements, your waist size, your shoulders, your leg and arm length. Then reach out to a younger brother. Let him know that this is the highest level of cool. Because sometimes being the best dressed keeps you out of the best mess. Now, I must confess, when I was younger, I never wanted to dress up. But when you down, just wrap that bow tie around your neck and watch heads turn. Exorcist, walk in and shake things up. Exorcist sketch. You can even bet George Jefferson, although he was hood, understood that moving on up to the east side means you gotta be sharp. And the beans may not burn in the kitchen, but you best believe he got a napkin tucked in that collar to make sure those beans don't spill on his shirt. Cause you gotta understand the worth of being a classic man. Style. Swagger, not swag. Front cover of a gentleman's quarterly mag. But one takes pride in looking like pride. So when you floss your cool, make sure your folk hear your theme song. In every stride. And stay fly, fly. Thank you. 
tuned in to another episode of Indie Fire here, right here, right here, with uh, Nakia. Guys, I got a lot of shit to get off my chest tonight. I'm going to just have to start, like, right out. But let me let you know who that was. That was our 2018 Indie Fire Legend Award winner, Moody Black. If you're in the South Carolina area, I'm going to get more details on the show. I actually got the information last night. But Moody Black will be opening for Life Jennings in a live concert on March the 15th, um, 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. All I know is it's Club Epic. I'm not sure the location in South Carolina, but as soon as I get the information, you all will go get the information. You know, Life Jennings from, like, way back in the back, Life Jennings. Like, I can't remember anything he sung um, right off the top of my head, but, yeah, Life Jennings, Moody Black, opening up for him, South Carolina, March the 15th. No, 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 no. Let me go back to where I was at, all right? Now, y'all know what I told you last week. If my co-host didn't show up, we were going to be looking for another co-host, right? So we're looking for another co-host. I'm going to put that out there right now. It's going to be when I start posting that I'm looking for another co-host, we're going to have to go through some extreme measures because I don't think people understand how debilitating this is. You all know I can rock the show by myself. That's not an issue. But when you expect something out of people and they don't come through, you know, I give people 1,000% of me. Um, I don't get no sleep because I'm doing for other people instead of taking care of me. So I feel like when it comes to Indie Fire, whoever my co-host is, you should have the same passion for this show as I do. Like, I don't know what your ulterior motive is. I don't, I don't need to know because you shouldn't have one other than to represent this show to the fullest, you know? And I understand people got lives, but damn it, I got a life too. I can't do anything I want to do because this right here, this is what I'm passionate about. And I give everything to this show and my guests on the show. So I feel like anybody who comes on board, that's the mentality that you need to have. All right? You don't need to come with nothing nothing else other than to be here for, for the show, for the guests. Like, don't make yourself look stupid by continuously not showing up. And this goes across this goes across the slate. I'm not talking about one person in particular. I'm talking about every co host that I've had on the show, you know? So there's gonna be some we we're gonna we're gonna do some soul searching and some digging. We're going to the bottom to get this next co host. All right? Okay? All right. As long as you guys rock with me or continue to rock with me, I'm gonna be all right. I'm gonna be all right. Now you know that we typically do not discuss um, entertainment news, celebrity news, hot topics, all of that. We don't discuss any of that on our Tuesday nights and our Thursday night show um, because we save that for our guests. Uh, we talk about that on Saturday show. He said, she said. But, you know, I had to rant last week about Jesse Smollett um, and all of the memes that I was getting. I listened to that show today, and it was mad funny. Yo, it was mad funny. Um, but all I want to say is, you know, I continue to keep this young man listening in prayer. Um, because right now everything, and I saw the news report today where the um, attorney for the state, she gave a, I've never heard anything so detail-oriented in my life. Like she was giving closing statements is what it felt like. You know, and the man had just posted his his bail. And so, um, but she was very, very thorough in everything that she said. Um, but again, you know, these are all alleged um, speculations, even though they sounding really strong, um, you never know. So we're going to keep this young man in our prayers. 
because he does need it, regardless of if this is a true situation or if it's a hope, something that he himself, you know, constructed, he still needs prayer because if your mind is that sick, if you've been hurt that bad, and I, and I thought this morning when I read an article last night, Jesse has a song called Hurt People, Hurt People. And so whatever has happened that, you know, could have possibly caused this, if it is true, you know, he he spoke about that with the release of his first album last year, like around this time, um, Hurt People, Hurt People. So just continue to keep Jesse lifted up in your thoughts and your prayers. But again, don't be sending me the memes and shit because I don't want to see them. I don't want to see them. All right? <laughs> With that being said, you know, it's never about me on the show. Um, it's always about the guests that we have on the show. And I want to say every guest that I have on the show is is a favorite of mine. But this young man that I have on the show tonight, I actually had the opportunity to interview him, I don't know, maybe four, five, I think five years ago. Um, what are we in? Four. It was four years ago. It was 2015. And the funny thing about it is I went to my old show and pulled up. Um, I needed to see some dates, all right? So four years ago on tomorrow, I interviewed this young man for the first time. February 22nd, 2015, I interviewed him for the first time. And he was he was probably eight, I think, eight years old, maybe. Well, about to turn eight. He was young. And he was the youngest person that we had ever interviewed and he's the youngest person on this show that we have, you know, interviewed thus far. I'm talking about Jerusalem. Uh, he hails from Schenectady, New York. He's a 13-year-old rap artist signed to indie label SMG, the Scarcella Music Group. Uh, besides recording, Jerusalem is still an A student. Now, I got to interject right there because my daughter said to me yesterday, she was like, wow, you know, I wonder how it is to be like a child rap artist, you know. Um, how hard is it for them, like, life-wise? Like, in school, are they acknowledged for that or are they frowned upon that, you know? Do they maintain their good grades? Do they participate in extracurricular activities? And I'm like, girl, he's just like you, you know what I mean? So he, he's still an A student. He's uh, also into martial arts, football, and basketball, but his first love is rhyming. He often spends hour after hour in his room rhyming. The young artist has been on many stages across the country. And when I talked to him last, it was across, you know, like the state. But he's been on stages across the country, perfecting his craft with his SMG team. Juju, as he was called by those close to him in his camp, is a perfectionist at recording and in writing his lyrics. You can hear Jerusalem's music and interviews on internet radio stations and read about him on various magazine publications. With a strong marketing team behind him, the young artist is ready to take the world on storm. Indie listening audience and fans and supporters, my guest tonight, Jerusalem.
your people Cause when I say it, the whole world gonna feel it Her nuclear energy, then I'm after realness Blue 20,000 on the studio bed So I'm in the booth, splitting mics, doing my best Tiptoeing in my joints like my feet when it's wet Put this ice around my neck, thought it melted fresh Put these shoes on my feet, come with a map and a quest Questions that we can't answer, yes, yeah, good for our heads See, now I beat this The whole world, they bout to peep this Real niggas, they bout to peep this my thick ones, they bout to peep this The industry, they bout to peep this It's not gon' like me when they peep this You got dreams, you best to peep this Your loved ones, they best to peep this Hey yo, peep this, for different reasons We could be shot your hut, or we could be Mr. Mrs. Smith Trying to kill each other for the better outlook Hey, no Sunday night, so you better run quick Keep a gun in your car in case you lose his brain up state It's where most of them niggas losing games Chess with these checkers, but I ain't talking about no game boards Moving like a vice when niggas is fighting in the art wars Keep a clip in the trunk just in case you want more Spray down like a cannon for breeze in this cold world Laid on you like a Friday night lace strip I'm the next best thing to Michael Jordan gonna be Scottie Pippen Eat this the whole world, they bout to peep this Real niggas, they bout to peep this My thick ones, they bout to peep this The industry, they bout to peep this It's not gon' like me when they peep this You got dreams, you best to peep this Your loved ones, they best to peep this Uh, 
uh, <laughs> I actually started like a while ago when I was little, little. You know, I would always hear beats and I would always try to piece together words, you know, and I tried to say them, but, you know, I was little, so I couldn't, you know, really form words together. But when I actually started, like, recording, I was seven. That's when It's Raining had first came out. Uh, that was my first song ever. That was my first time being introduced to a mic and hearing myself and, you know, saying to myself that I have officially became a recording artist, you know, so, yeah. Do you come from a musical background? Yeah, of course I come from a musical background. Um, you know, my father, you know, going back from his, you know, my family, you know, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, you know, things like that. Um, I come from a musical, a great musical background. That's how, you know, I'm not to brag, but that's how I'm so good. <laughs> he said not to brag. Oh, all right, all right, yeah. I think that um, now, now being so young, I can't really say when you were, you know, younger. But when you were younger, start because you started at age seven. Did you have that foundation in the church, like a lot of artists do, or was it just the fact that you had the musical, you know, background from your family? Um, both, actually, both. My name is Jerusalem. That's a you know, that's a name in the Bible, you know. Um, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, it, you know, it comes from both ways, you know. Right, right. Um, hmm. All right, so you've been doing this for, for a minute. Um, and rhyming is something that you always like to do. Um, recording is something that you love. Writing is something that you love. But where do you find your motivation, like, daily? I don't know if you heard me mention, you know, my daughter saying, like, does he go to school? Um, you know, does he participate in extracurricular activities like normal kids? You know, what motivates you every day when you wake up? You know, you do go to school. You continue to make good grades. But you know that your passion is this, this music. What motivates you every day just to keep grinding as hard as you do? Because I know there's something higher that I can achieve than just being a good rapper. I can become one of the greatest artists, you know, so when I wake up, I'm like, you know, music is something that I truly love and that I want to do, so I manage to balance school, I manage to balance, you know, doing the martial arts, I manage to, you know, go out and play with my homies, you know what I'm saying, I manage to go play sports and things like that, but at the end of the day, I know that music is something that I hold to and dear to my heart, not just for, you know, the simple fact of money or making it big, but to see myself later in the future and look back and reflect and be like, I have elevated so much from where I was, that's what I do it for. So what's a typical day like for you? Typical day. Typical day, well, wake up, go straight to the studio, of course, play a couple beats, write some things down, some ideas, uh, get up from there, play with the phone a little bit, play the game a little bit, go out, you know, hang with friends, go play sports. Uh, later in the afternoon, you know, I actually go to the uh, martial arts thing, you know, come back home, right back to the studio. Basically, Every basically every day, the head and the foot of my day is studio, and then studio again, and then repeat. So, what? Wait a minute. Where, where you go to school though? Where I go to school? When? 
Uh, every every day, like every student, I go to school. I'm doing for my part. I'm doing for my part. I know because I realized you said I was like I did not mention school at all. <laughs> you know, I always go to school and things like that. But uh, you know, on my off days, you know, when it's the weekend or you know, it's a it's a day, you know, it's a holiday or something, or we don't have no school. That's that's my day, you know. Obviously, you know, I have uh, a week off right now of school. I'm getting ready to go back next week, and everything that I said before, I do. But I just remember when you said, "So where's school at?" I'm like, I didn't say that. So let me say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought, you know, yeah, he's talking about the weekend. He's talking about his off time because I know at some point he he got to go to school. So. So for you all that were wondering, you know, he's talking about the weekends um, and off time, but we, I get it, I get it. That's 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 how passionate he is about his music and this industry. Um, and I feel like a lot of artists, a lot of older artists, should adapt that same mentality um, because they get up one day, I'm gonna write a little bit today, you know, tomorrow I'm gonna just skip, and the next day I might hit the studio for 30 minutes. And the next day, I'm going to skip, and then I might write, you know, a few more bars. You have to be consistent with it. You know, you can tell the difference between artists who work on this on a daily and artists who, you know, make this a hobby and expect to be leveled up like the artist who works on it on a daily. So big up to you for that right there, most definitely. What are your thoughts about the current uh, state of the game? Uh, what do I think about the state of the game right now? Um, yeah. listen, I'm not, I'm not hating, you know, I listen to the music myself, you know, I have a brother that listens to his music, so I'm not going to hate and say, oh, do you know, rap is different and I don't agree with the way of rap, you know, for, and you, you know, this is no diss to older people or anything like that, but new people are born into this world. Generations go on. New kids want to hear new things. And as music, you know, elevates and progresses, new people are coming. So anybody can jump in the middle of that and be like, I just created something. So definitely, I, I, I'm not saying that the music today is bad. I'm just saying that if we look back on what, you know, Prodigy, Nas, uh, even your 50 cents, your Jay-Z, you know, music has definitely took a turn where words that mean something don't mean nothing anymore. You can talk about a life or death situation and only a small sum of people fulfill that music and understand it. Where you have somebody over here talking about drugs, cars, Hollywood lifestyle, and 100 million people will rush to that. So I think music has became a shaker, if I would say that. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, and I know you, you named some old school uh, artists. Who influences your style? Uh, Nas, things like uh, Nas, e- e- even back, even back, Randy MC, you know, things like that. I've listened to all places of music, NWA. I've listened to all places of music. That's, but who do I the most? I'm going to say a Nas. Nas. Nas is definitely one of the people that I have, you know, definitely in me. And if you had the opportunity to perform with anyone, uh, whether they're living now or whether they're deceased, who would that person be or person be? Um, 
you know, your standards would be, you know, your Biggie, your Pox, but um, a young rapper, unfortunately, that passed away, I think, eight months ago on the 18th, XXX Tentacion. Um, he was definitely one of the people I looked up to. You know, not because, you know, he looked, I looked up to him as a role model because I liked the way he was, the way he talked. And, um, you know, the last few months of his life, he tried to correct himself and, you know, right all his wrongs and things like that. But if there was one person I would love to, you know, perform with and get on stage with, it would be XXX Tentacion. Wow. Well, when he first came out, I wasn't really feeling him at all. Um, and it was towards the end when he started to, you know, um, realize that he needed to, to, to make a change. And, and they say, they say people, and not just because, you know, his videos reflected or commentary reflected, but they say that people can sense when it's their time. So I don't know if that was his way of trying to get right with God before he left this world but it was at that point in his life that I actually started paying attention to what he was saying and the messages that he was trying to, you know, place upon um, this younger generation because I feel like I listen to the music because, you know, I have teenagers or whatever, but I just feel like uh, what was, you know, the 90s rap, that's, that's what I feel, you know, had more substance than what's being put out now. So that's that's an excellent choice. You know, most people most people don't talk about him um, in that light, and I don't think I've ever had anyone to say, you know, they would like to share the stage with him. But that's a phenomenal. Yeah, I will go to that concert most definitely. I will go to that concert. Thank now, you're you, young. thank you. Yeah, you're young, and I know people can um, want to place a lot of negative um, talk around. Just teenagers, you know, like you could be doing so much better. You could be doing something better. You could be doing anything other than this right here. Have you suffered any resistance or skepticism um, in the industry because of your age? Um, of course, of course, you know. You know, music is something that, you know, is more meant for um, big boys. You got to wear big boy pants in order to come in here and, you know, do what you got to do. But I've definitely, you know, I've I, I heard some things, you know, saying some comments, things like that. I've, you know, got some criticism, you know, and I don't take none of it to heart because, you know, at the end of the day, if you want to be in here, this is what it's going to take. You're going to have to take that and still walk through it because, at the end, you know, just, just real quick, you know, the things that happened with uh, Drake, and, you know, and, and he's nowhere near a young artist, but when people were talking about, you know, he had a ghostwriter and, you know, things like that, you know, you still, you got to bulk up your chest and walk through it in order, you, in order for you to see the other side. Thus, he's still Drake. If he drops an album, everybody's going to listen to it. So, yeah, that's, I, I definitely received that, but I don't take none of it to heart. I get that. Um, so, hey, yo, uh, Jerusalem, this little Timmy, man, I, I had a, you know, a miscommunication in the mind about the times and what all, but um, we all good. I'm here with you. Um, I think the key is still here with us, and uh, I'm sorry I came in a little late, but, man, y'all keep it moving where y'all need to keep it moving at. Uh, I just want to let you know I was here with you, my G. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So, uh, uh, hold on, wait. I gotta say, what's up to the big homie? What's up with you, G? Uh, oh man, I'm alright, man. I'm I'm just chilling, man. Like I said, I thought I thought this thing was in like another thirty minutes. You know what I'm saying? But we here. I'm good, man. Thank you for asking. Uh, 
God's good, and uh, man, I'm, I'm excited to hear more about you, man. I've, I've been trying to study up on up on you all day, and it really wasn't a, uh, uh, you know, like a social media presence. So I've been waiting for it all day, and then it get to the time, and then I come to the thing late, man. My bad, bro. <laughs>
you definitely should feel that way. If you don't have the energy, you should definitely be like, I can still deliver at 150% against this person that comes in with the energy and the cool tattoos and the cool hair, you know, and the things like that. You should still feel in yourself that I can compete with that and I don't get intimidated by that. That at the end of the day, I know even if that guy manages to take off first and I'm still here, that my group of following will come as time goes on, you know? Yeah. 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 So as a rap artist, um, you know, rap and hip-hop probably get the most, uh, people talk the most, I'm trying to stop cursing, people talk the most garbage about rap and hip-hop artists. Um, What's the biggest misconception that you feel people have about your genre of music? Um... You know, you know, the ignorant music, you know, the pill popping, you know, party dancing music. But for those that really write, you know, this is something that has been a lifestyle for us for many years. So when we express it in song form, you know, people that may not understand it may think that, you know, we're being ignorant, you know, where we're, we're not civilized people, but these are things that has been happening to, you know, not just black people, but as, as ghetto people as a whole for a very long time. So, what's the most biggest misconception about my music is that people don't live what most artists go through. But most artists that, you know, they come into the industry, they don't really live it. They just see it from a different perspective as we do. Because, you know, the 19-year-old in the ghetto, you know, his mom's on food stamps and, you know, pops ran off or pops then got gunned down the streets or something like that. To him, he's... He's lived on the streets for so many years that that has become a part of him. And when he writes it, he's expressing himself on a piece of paper. You know what I'm saying? So people don't really look at it the way we look at it. And if they would, I think that would solve a lot of problems that we have in the world today the same way if we looked at their way of life. Like, okay, well, that's what you prefer to talk about. Here's what I prefer to talk about. Got you. For sure. I feel you. Now, do you find that you write about those issues? Uh, or are you writing from another perspective? Uh, oh, wait. Say that one more time for me. So you, you mentioned the misconceptions that people have about, you know, your genre of music, not being there in the here and now, um, living off of, you know, maybe what they've seen. Um, but not actually physically being in those places and experiencing those things. So do you feel that you write about those issues more in your music? Um, yes and no. I've, you know, I, I've never been in, you know, uh, a ghetto, ghetto place where, you know, you know, I, I've definitely been to these places, you know what I'm saying? You know, being from my father, you know, that's took me to these places, you know. I've lived in these places for many times, you know, so I can't... I can write on an equal level. I can write about a story from a 19-year-old kid from New York City who came up to riches from nothing, and I can just simply write, you know, my fly bars, you know, and things like that. So I'm not going to say I lean towards more of... You know, talking about that issue, I'm kind of in the middle with talking about it and then talking about something else. Mm. I know, I try. I'm sorry. Because you're so young and you haven't experienced a lot of 
a lot of, and I'm not going to say you haven't, um, but most kids your age haven't gone through what, let's say, the typical 30-year-old has gone through. So what do you talk about in your music? You talk about, like, um, age questions, you know what I'm saying? Like, you like the little girl next door, or, you know, you listen to old school rap, and you um, vibe off of that, you catch a feeling off of that, and then you twist those words and turn them into something that's relatable for you. What do you talk about? Um, with a lot of that, I know people personally. So, you know, my father, you know, I've heard stories, you know, and like I said, it's not like I've lived in the suburbs somewhere, you know, I visit the, you know, the quote-unquote ghetto every once in a while, you know, I've been in these places, I was, I was born, you know, in some way raised in these places, it's just my parents thought it would be a better life for me if they, you know, moved me away from that, but, right. um, my, I, like I said, I wait more off of a level of, I know a person is linked with that, and I know that words can tell a great story, you know, depending on how you put it. So, do I, I, I do write, you know, more about that because that's what I'm more, you know, aware of. That, that, that's what reaches out to me the most and grabs me when I, you know, like my stable dreams, you know, that did this out, you know, um, that right there was definitely one of that half on half, you know, let me talk about how fly I am, and then let's talk about, you know, what's really happening on the streets, and things like that, so, I, 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 and I'm not gonna lie, you know, I do listen to old school rap, and I'm like, you know, it does put me in that mood of, you know, once again, like I said about how words can tell a great story, it puts you like you were there and you felt it. So I grab, so I do grab things of the feeling that I have from that, and I transfer it onto paper. But have I been in these situations before? Many times, but I'm nowhere near where you know a 30 year old man would be. And I and I'm not gonna sit up here and I'm not gonna say you know I can do just as much as a 30 year old man because that that would be lying on my part. But have I seen? These things, have I been somewhere through these things? Of course. So from getting that feeling of music and knowing people personally and these things happening to me myself, you know, I, that's, that's where I'm going right. I get that, man. Um, and, you know, me being an artist and a rapper, I, I certainly get where you, you know, where you at with the host, with the whole thing um i guess one of my questions to you is is it good is it better for you to be you know um because i ain't gonna lie when i when i when i approach a rhyme or a song or whatever i approach it on the feel you know what i'm saying of the music i don't really approach it on the feel of I don't approach it on the feel of how I want how how everybody else wants me to feel. You dig what I'm saying? How do you approach a song when you know maybe a producer say, "Hey man, what you got for this record right here?" Or, and they send it to you, and you know it, it it's a record that you know you you might not feel, but like like Biggie said, you know I approach each rhyme, each record as a new balance because, you know, you never know what that song has to offer. So how do you approach songs when you're writing them and what perspective do you give, do you come at the songs with? 
um, you know, a lot like yourself, you know, what you just said, I put some more for feeling, you know, so when you're in a, you know, when you're in the studio with a producer and he plays a certain beat, you know, and you may not be really feeling it, you know, if they don't want to change the beat, you know what I'm saying, that's kind of like you're not really letting me perform at the level that I want to perform at. And, you know, if you're like, no, this kind of needs to be the beat that we need to rhyme to, all right, I'm not going to argue with you about that. I'm not going to sit here and break it back and forth with you about, I'm not feeling the beat, but, you know, if I if I say, you know, maybe not this particular beat, you know, because basically when I make a beat or I hear a sample or I hear an instrumental from an industry beat, it automatically grabs me and I walk into it with the feeling of I like it enough to sit down and write, like, you know, and write the whole song through. I'm like like yourself. You go into it with the feeling. You go into it with the with the feeling of I like this a lot. It motivates you to write. The beat is dope. You know. So just with that, I walk into it more off a of feeling, not off of a reaction. You know what I'm saying? I walk into it more off of a feeling of I like this a lot, and this is what I choose to write to. I feel you. Well, I mean, that's that's the best way to go, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you never know how, you know, like how the audience is going to treat what you got. You know, I'm one of those per- people that just don't give a fuck. You know, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm the kid, you back? I I know. It's, it's, it's his show. I get to talking. Look. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Keep doing your thing, dog. You know what I'm saying? I'm in your corner, my G. You know what I'm saying? So I don't care how people feel. I'm going to write what the fuck I want to say. And But, look, it's not about me. It's about you. And I, I'm on you. I'm, I just need to hit. Look, just make sure your social media is up so I can go see you, so I can go check about you. You know what I'm saying? When it's time to go see you. Nikia, you back on this month. Go, Nikia, go. Goddamn. <laughs> You know, I'll be, you know, I'll be on that hood shit, you know what I'm saying, so, you know. (laughs) Yes, this is Lil Kenny all the time, all the time. Um, Tell us something about your songwriting process. Now, what comes first for you? Your lyrics, and then the beat, and then you write your lyrics with them. Um, I would say more towards beat and then lyrics, you know, I got to... I got to take a feel for it at first, you know what I'm saying? When I play the beat, I got to be like, I like this beat, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I really like this beat, and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write to it. So for me, it goes from beat to lyrics, you know. Sometimes, you know, I go from lyrics to beat. You wrote something, you play a beat, and you sing, and you're like, oh, that's pretty dope. That goes with that. But for me, I more purposely put the lyrics to the beat that I heard or chose, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Now, I know that you, you love being in the studio, but I also know that you don't have a fear of the stage either. You like performing. Which one of those do you prefer? Um, Honestly, I'm going to say stage. I'm going to say stage. You, say, know? you better say stage, boy. There's <laughs> something wrong with you. Yeah, uh, I mean... We go in the studio to make the goddamn stage, so hey, it better be the stage. The stage is where it's at. Excuse me, I ain't mean cutting like that. But... <laughs> nah, but that's definitely... <laughs> I'm sorry. Now you go. Um, the stage is definitely where you know 
it's at, you know, like you just said, you know, well, you better say the stage because you need to go in the studio to make the song in order to make the stage, you know what I'm saying? So definitely the stage, you know, definitely the stage is somewhere where you definitely learn how to grow as a person, you know, from with slow movements and not really wanting to, you know, get out of your comfort zones, you know, to actually, you know, interacting with the fans, you know what I'm saying? So they don't really feel like they're watching, you know, their favorite rapper. They're interacting, you know, they're interacting with him, you know what I'm saying? So definitely the stage is where I feel is the best. That You know, that's where, that's where the stage is. I mean, the studio is what we make the stage for, you know what I'm saying? The fans want our music, they love us, you know what I'm saying? But we got to be able to go put it back to them, so the stage has got to be it, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, man, I agree with you on that one, dog. You know, the stage is everything. That, that's that's my safe haven, so I, you better say the stage, because that's where you get the paper at. You don't get the paper in the studio, you know what I'm saying? I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> do you have a Do you have an audience preference? Um, like I'm sure you know a lot of your classmates, um, or you know the younger generation flocks to you. Um, but do you prefer you know performing at say a birthday party versus being on like South by Southwest stage? What do you prefer? South by Southwest stage. You know. Uh, you, you know. Doing other things is good, but South by South stage, uh, South by Southwest stage is, you know, like I said before, you know, you learn how to grow as an artist, as a person, as a performer. But I definitely prefer that, you know, because maybe these people may have never heard me before, you know what I'm saying? So when I get done with a song, you know, everybody's looking at me like, what just happened? You know what I'm saying? That's... That's what I'm more grateful for, you know what I'm saying? And I saw myself for stages where, you know, you may have a small, you know, a small amount of people there, but you can see yourself in a 20,000-seat arena, you know? So that's, you know, I saw myself less is, you know, I feel it's more better. Most definitely. Talk about your track, Champion. Uh, champion, this is a funny story, but I'm gonna keep it short. Made the beat, then I lost the beat. So I, so my computer crashed, and I did not change the beat at all. So I was like, oh man, I just lost gold, man. And I tried it again, like a couple minutes later, it did not sound exactly, it, it didn't sound nothing like what I made. So, you know, I was really, you know, upset about that. And I gave it like a day or two later. I came back in the studio. I found the sample again. I loaded it into the beat machine. And from there, I got the same groove back from it, you know, than, than what I did, you know, two days ago. But then, you know, immediately, you know, like earlier in the interview, um, off a of feeling. I went into it off a of feeling. I was like, this is a really dope beat. You know, I feel like a champion when I listen to this, and I feel like a champion when I write it. So, Champion was definitely one of those songs that maybe, and, and I'm going to say this, and this is me keeping it honest, maybe if I would have saved the beat, maybe that now would have been my first pick in song. Maybe it needed to go, you know, you make the beat, you lose the beat, you get really upset about it, then you make the beat again, and this time you can perform at a, you know, excellent level. 
Okay. Let's give I got people, you. Let's give the I got hey, right my G, my G. I got a trick for you to never lose the beat again, my nigga. Let me tell you what I that tell is. Me, I, I tell me now. You ready? I'm ready. What, you got a Mac or you got a PC? I got a PC. All right. So on the PC, it's going to be Control-Alt-S. And that's going to save everything from being from on, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Use that motherfucker early and often. And you won't ever lose a beat, my nigga. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> you just need some good advice there. You know, I'm going to purposely, after this interview, I'm going to go and make a beat and then try that. I'm, I'm going to purposely go and make a beat. Find a random sample, just make a beat, and then I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah, because you want, you know, you after everything that I do when I'm making a record, you know what I'm saying? After everything that I do, if I add a drum command, I, I I'm on a Mac, you know what I'm saying? But after I make a, after I add a drum command S that motherfucker, go to the next track. After I make the next track, command S that motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> that's what you got to do, bro. Because you be to make the whole track. Be the, did the vocals over the whole jig, man, go to play it, and the damn house go jiggle, like the house just go out, and the computer go down, track come back up, and you at the first track where you didn't say nothing since the first track, and you all fucked uh, up. Anyway, anyway, I think we finna play champion, you know what I'm saying? I'm a champ, you a champ, we finna play champion. Nikia, let's go. Let's hit it. Let's get it. Okay. Mm, let's get ready to Let's get it. Uh-huh. Yeah. The new super indie label. You know what it is. I need to say. Shit, flaws and all, big ring in the guns, famous to withdraw. I'm from upstate, that's where that thing go off. Moving state to state like bias, it's in the morgue. War, I got this secret weapon in my pencil. Watch every twist, get a boy got a handle. Nice that my crap, tell him go and light a candle. Position every hour, so your boy going animal. Influenced by the best, nothing more, nothing less. If you thought something different, then you might as well be dead. You thought Israel was the only thing I had for him. I ain't had nothing in the stand for I'm full of surprises like friends turning informants. Watch every move on trip. Yeah, you gone, kid. J-E-R-U-S-A-L-E-M. Ultimate rap star, bring it back once again. I'm on my championship. What they can't see, haters mad at what they can't beat. Yeah, you know what it is. Yeah, I'm chasing my truth. Look like a butterfly, say like a beat. Yeah, you know what it is. All the way to the top, stacking my money, boy, I ain't gon' stop. I'm on my championship. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah, you know what it is. Round two, fight. Cash me a check for 45 million dollars, I'll do the work. Put money, did I get my profit? Automatic in the safe, money all up in the bank. Big house with a range, I guess you say life is great. But I'ma take it back, we're back to the sandbox. See, when I was young and I said I was gonna be hot. Hotter than lava, hotter than the sun, hotter than I, hotter than anything to 
hiding hot. Fell out my phone, but I'm right back in. I'm on my two-pop shit, cause life again. Takes on my dreams, yeah, I'm snatching on my goals. Yeah, I'm making money in the process, that's the way to go. Remember all them days, y'all laughed at me, but now it's jokes on you, cause I made it here. Please just remember, did everything go from circles? The crime is a virtual, and that's what I heard, though. Uh-huh. What they can't see, haters mad at what they can't be. Yeah, you know what it is. Yeah, I'm chasing my dreams, so like a butterfly, feel like a bee. Yeah, you know what it is. All the way to the top, stacking my money, boy, and I ain't gonna stop. I'm on my championship. Championship. Yeah, you know what it is. Hey, man. Hi. What y'all talk? I know the radio is crazy off this joint right now. You know what I'm saying? For real. I know everybody's going crazy. I'm going crazy over here in my mind. Like, man, why ain't I do that record first? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, damn. That's too easy for for him not to do. That shit's hot, kid. For real. I'm going to get with my people up in um, Brooklyn. I got some people... Up in Brooklyn, shouts out to my cat, 50-50, the most depth, the host with the most. I'm going to get up with my cats up there. I'm going to get my peoples up there to fuck with you, man. They're going to love that shit up there in Brooklyn. You can believe that shit, for real. Shit's hot, man. I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Shit's hot. Shit's dope. You know what I'm saying? I I I I I don't be saying people better than me, but I like that shit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> look, Yo, the competitive nature of me said, the competitive nature of me said, hey man, that shit hot, dog. I like that shit, dog. You feel me? <laughs> nah, no. Nah, so so I got I got one more question, and then I'm gonna get out the way. So when it comes to making choosing you know, a hot song or a hot record that you're going to write or whatever for right now, how do you approach choosing, you know, how uh, how you want to talk to the people? You know what I'm saying? How do you approach that? How do you approach talking to your fans? Um, how do I? Uh, more, you know, more, you know, going into a song, you know, like once again, we're going to go back to it. You know, the feeling of whatever the song gives you. If it's a hype, 808, you know what I'm saying, hard bass beat, and you like, well, I'm going to write something that, you know, pertains to this beat. You know, hard 808, hi-hat, flat beat. If it's something more slowed down, more nice, more J. Cole, like, you know, you should rhyme something that matches that beat. If it's something, you know, eh, you know, it, it, you know, it goes in and out, you know, then you should write something that goes in and out with it. But how do I, um, I'm going to talk to the fans more on a, a level of not getting too big headed as an artist. Like uh I'm still I'm still a person, you know, so I still wanna talk to the fans on a song more so than I'm an artist, you're the listener, that's it. I kinda go into the, you know, even like I said about, you know, things like a storyline and, you know, things like that and not only about a ghetto person storyline, but about, you know, maybe a white kid in the suburbs and, you know, his parents, you know, are, you know, 
drug addicts and you know, something like that. I talk about stories from all aspects, so I don't leave no no part of people out, so everybody can relate to my song. Right, right. Got you, my dear. I understand. Yeah. Hey man, it's been a motherfucking classic time talking to you, my day, my G. Uh, I'm gonna let Nikia in the whole jig out with you. Hold up, boy. Here she go. Oh my god! <laughs> this is another one of those episodes that should have been a little bit longer because I feel like Timmy um, wants to pick your brain just a little bit more. Uh, but this is the time of the show that we give you the opportunity to go ahead and get all of the contact information out. Anybody who's listening now who comes back and listens to a playback show, if they want to collab with you, if they want to get you on a tour spot, if they want to get you, um, I don't know, do a bar mitzvah, I don't know, whatever they want and need you for within this industry, this is your opportunity to get all your contact information out now. All right, so Scarfella Music, Facebook, uh, Scarfella Music, uh, Instagram, you know, Scarfella Music, uh, Twitter, you know, I, I just don't got my personal own, but I post my, you know, I post my music, but those are basically anything with a Scarfella music or SMG, Scarfella is where you need to go, you know, uh, Scarfella SMG at, you know, gmail.com, you know, basically, you're, you're on the right step if it has SMG, Scarfella, or Scarfella music in it, that's, you know, saying that's it right there. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So when you said Scarfella, you said S-C-A-R-F-E-L-L-A? Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. All right. And then and, and then put music behind that? Because I'm doing it right yeah. now, my dear. I've been, I've been trying to search you all day. I'm talking about sending text messages and the whole shit. You feel me? <laughs> I, okay, so I see Scarfella Music Group hashtag. I see that. That's you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's us. That's you right there, both. And I still don't see no Instagram for you. Damn it, shit. Okay. We're going to figure this shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to figure it out. Yo, how can I get in touch with you, though? Man, look, yeah. I'm probably it's probably going to be easier that way. Let me tell you, my nigga, anywhere on the World Wide Web, you put in L-I-L-T-I-M-M-E, that shit going to come up. You hear me? Right. That's right. I'm about to check you off too. All right, so make sure you I love, I love you, Nakia. I love Indian I love fire. You more. 
Keep it, Jerusalem, keep it going, my G. Whatever you do, don't give up. Because if you give up, you can't keep going, right? You know? I feel you. I feel you. I'm going to be looking for you too, all right? Hey, my nigga, it ain't, I ain't hard to find. You hear me? Just, just check the airways. Just listen to some shit to say, I'm dope. I'm good on air, my Luther. Count on me to make a shot every time I shoot it. Promise I'm going to make it hot every time I'm cooking. Saturday, 17 Eastern Standard Time. You all have a good night. Have a good night. Hands out.